0: What's up, dirt bags? Welcome to episode one hundred and forty three of the Midwest Angler Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Scott Sturman, and I'm with the other host, Matt
1: Deitch. What's going on, man? I wonder how many people like they should have that as their alarm clock. Yeah. Up, on Monday mornings, on
0: uh, well, this time Tuesday mornings, but yeah. Right. What's up, dirt, dirt bags? bags?
1: And be like, Oh yeah, time to get up. Yeah, It'd be like groundhogs day Yeah, all and they
0: be play. like they they'd probably start like every day would be Monday then. Like yeah. every single one of them. <laughs> no, uh no, we we got another uh, awesome episode this week, guys. Uh we've got Todd Heitkamp on a little bit later in the show. Uh he's going to talk the 13th uh Dakota Angler Ice Institute. So, uh can't wait to get over to him, but uh beforehand, we've got uh we've got a little something here. Sorry, we're good.
1: We're going streaking. And into the gymnasium. Come on, everybody. Come on. Snoop. Snoop-a-loop. 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 No, bring, cool, your, bring, your cool. cool. bring your hat. Bring your hat. Bring your green hat. Let's go. Come on, everybody. We're going.
0: Here we go. So so obviously, that's uh, that's streaking. And uh, if if you're not friends with Matt on Facebook...
1: The streak is up. It is over.
0: One hundred and twenty-six bass, uh, and it's over.
1: One hundred twenty-six days in a row of catching a bass.
0: So I, I got to ask you, Matt. You know, now now that it's all uh, that it's all over, is it almost kind of a relief that it is over? It is. I, I, it is, I I've done things nice. like that. I've done things like that where you know nothing nothing quite like catching a bass one hundred and twenty-six days in a row. But uh, you know. Something that, you know, kind of starts off fun. And, and, you know, I mean, from me looking from the outside, uh, you know, you're a school teacher. You didn't have, uh, you know, someplace to be every single day you know, throughout the summer. So, you know, you start off and you get to 20 and, you know, that was no big deal. It comes
1: pretty easy. Yeah. I know it's like, all right.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, the conditions were right. and They're
1: great this year.
0: You know, obviously, you know, you probably had, you know, maybe on day 24, you know, Emily had said, hey, you know, we're going to go to Sioux Falls. And so you had to go early in the morning or whatever. But as this went on, you know, I mean, you fished in thunderstorms, you know, you fished, you know, all sorts of days, you know, cold days here at the end, you know, thunderstorms here at the end, you know, whatever. But, you know, there does have to be a certain sense of relief that, you know, you woke up this morning and you weren't worried about, you know, having to go down there, you know. And, you know, I mean, you could go do your morning workout, you know, come home, take a shower, go to school, you know walk the dog after work and you know there wasn't anything that you had to do right i i, I mean as, as cool as it is you know it, it yeah all good things come to an end
1: right you know and on saturday we had had this plan for a long time that we were going to go up to brookings to the uni sdsu football game uh with friends of ours so i knew that it's like we're going to leave early because it was a two o'clock game that we were going to tailgate so it's like i had to have it done and just with the conditions the way they have been lately with all the rain we got the river came up a ways and uh it was really dirty water and And cold and it's cold and so you know it's moving pretty fast there's not a lot of like kind of little eddies and stuff like that little slack water areas where they like to hang out but so i went down there and you did go down yeah i did go i got up at at sunrise and went down there and started fishing and I did have one at one, I tried like three or four different spots and right in the spot where I had caught one the night before, I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, give it a go right here and stuff. And it was kind of one of those deals where you're kind of reeling along and you go to pull your bait up out of the water and one came and like flashed Swiped at it. it. And yeah. I think it got just enough of the hook where it was just like, dang it. Yep. And I just kind of stood there for a second. And I was just like, that was the one. That was the one. You know, because I kept telling myself all morning, it's like just I just want one bite. You know, just give me one bite, and uh, that was kind of that was kind of it. And it was just like you know, and the clock kept going, and the clock kept going, and I knew like yeah, uh, I got to get going. And and the funny thing is, yeah, you know, we got up to Brookings to everybody, and you know, everybody was like asking about the streak, and I was like, well, you know, it's it's over today. Was today was it? You know, I had I even talked to J- Jim Gerard up there and stuff like that, Little Jimmy. And, uh you know some of the people that we went with were kind of felt kind of bad they were just like did we just cause the streak to like was that our fault you should have cried on the way up (laughs) but like to the coleman exit (laughs) (laughs) i can't take this anymore (laughs) uh but no like you said it was kind of a sense you know there's a little bit of relief that happens you know i was telling emily the other day that yesterday i was like you know there was times where i felt like i was doing it for like wasn't just doing it for myself anymore it was just like doing it for everybody else which is fine you know i mean it's kind of how it goes like for a streak sometimes those you need that motivation to get out there there was days where it's like man i don't feel like going out there but you know it's just like i got to i mean like one of the last days i sent you that snap of me underneath the bridge because it's lightning and thundering and it started pouring and i just you know i had missed a few and i was like i knew it was going to rain hard the whole day so i was just like i i need to catch one this morning and luckily i did and stuff but it was like yeah it, it was a it was a really fun streak i appreciate everybody that like followed along with it and commented on it and uh you know the words of encouragement the the words of uh you know harassing and stuff like that razzing me a little bit about stuff i mean that kind of fueled me a little bit too you know they always say the haters fuel you and stuff yep, like that yep. so well there, there's, know. A,
0: there's a few of those cats from up north uh, north uh, <clears throat> you know bryce <clears throat> bryce nelson and <laughs> scott merwin and and all those clowns, uh, you know, giving you hell about it being a bass and not walleye. I, th- I and, think you know, that's a, not impressive. And that they
1: weren't big and stuff like that. It's like I'm gonna go out there and catch a, you know, an 18 or 20 incher every single day yep. and stuff like that. I mean, there was days where a six incher was all I wanted. So
0: all you need is one.
1: <laughs> so you know, it was it was a lot of fun. I, I guess one of the I I did catch a huge one. Yeah, late. I mean that, that thing was, a was big one. that thing was just a pig. I mean. I would have eaten a
0: 20-inch walleye.
1: Right. Oh, definitely. I mean, and to have that fighting in the current, and you know how it is here with the current. Oh, and, yeah. You're a tough uh, fish. You know, trying a variety of different baits, and I don't know. I went down there at night a few times and caught them after dark. I mean, I thought about it on Saturday night when we got home about going down there, but I was just like, you know what? Yep. I'm good. I don't need to, you know, get all bundled up and go down there and see if I can try to get something in the dark, especially with the conditions the way they were, but uh, no, like I said, it was it was a good time. It was fun while it lasted. Now I want to get on to move on to like doing some hunting. And, yep. So yeah. I I I think what
0: everyone wants to know now, Matt. Next May, I, I mean.
1: I know. Are, are I, uh, we Wayne, kicking
0: this off again, or I mean, uh, did I, you come? You, you came. You saw. You conquered. I mean, or is this something that you're going to do? Try to do again next year? Well,
1: we'll see. I mean, it's something that maybe I need to focus on more in the spring and see how it goes. But I mean,
0: if you get May, June, July, I mean, right. well, all, all you of, of a sudden you're looking at at eighty five, ninety, right. you know, days right there, and and you know, I mean, they I mean, if if you get started early enough, and and it's one of those years that you don't get incredibly high water. I mean, you could get a pretty stinking high number if you, right. you know, oh, I, mean, I know
1: I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, "Yeah, this could be kind of fun to try next year. I think one of the, like the, the, the fun things that I got asked all the time was, uh, you know, I think you could get to close to 200 I, uh, the, you know, I'm and sitting here doing them. That. I mean, you, you caught
0: them until, you know, you know, right now, pretty late in October, uh you know i mean if you would start catching them and and it's normally you know sometime in in late april that you know you could start really consistently catching them uh you know down at the river you know maybe maybe early may a little bit more right i mean you know say say you started may first and and you really got going on it i mean 175 wouldn't be out of the question oh i know i
1: definitely i think that a person could get there maybe somebody else needs to you know give it a try and go and stuff like that. One of the listeners, I mean, challenge themselves to see what, like, what you can do, like, for that many days in a row. I mean, I even went fishing. I, I consider I went fishing 127 days in a row because to, today was actually the first, or Sunday was the first day that I actually didn't hadn't gone fishing in, like, 127 days. Ain't, and that, it, ain't that crazy? It, it is. I was like, have... wow, well, that's a lot, even if it was for, like, five or ten minutes at a time. But uh, I think one of the fun questions that I got all the time was, you know, people would come up and be like, so how many times do you think you've caught the same fish and I say just as many times as I've been asked that question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like obviously this many days in a row I'm going to catch the same fish. Oh yeah. There's probably times multiple days where I caught the same fish, you know, the same yeah, day. Maybe just 3 day 3 4 days in right. a row. Yeah. So, yep. But but it was also cool there was times where you'd catch a fish and it would have a a hook hole in its lip or something like that so you know somebody else has caught it i mean and i mean there was kids down there fishing and other people down yeah, it's there a catching fish. river I right mean, everyone F- can fish here. so i mean fish you know they were catching fish too so it's just kind of a testament to how great of a little fishery it really is and all the different varieties that are in there i mean it wasn't just i mean i was catching northerns i was catching some walleyes at the end there and you know, just abundance of bass and some catfish every now and then too. you know, cast in different things. So no, it was, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad that everybody kind of pushed me on to, to keep doing it. And, you know, to get over a hundred was just incredible. And then to get over 125 was also is like, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: I I mean, I think, especially like, like I mentioned earlier to do it, uh, you know, well into October, you know, I, I don't know, you know, a lot of people, uh you know we we see a lot of people fishing down there you know june july august but you know september it starts dropping off and and october you know i mean
1: yeah that, there's not I mean, a lot of you don't have a ton, of, ton mm-hmm.
0: of competition there for for uh uh you know other people fishing but
1: then, you know i got to see a lot of cool sun sunrises and a lot of cool sunsets at nights when i was there so you know there's a lot it was of romantic I it mean, was you, you, you know were, I mean, you were looking
0: at you know some of the sparrows up
1: in the tree. Thinking,
0: when the lights,
1: <laughs> whoa, Scott's singing. Yeah, well, He'll watch I mean, you out now. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's one day in a row that Scott's sang. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've had ice cream two days in a row, and I could, I, I could be could going for three. I you could, I could do that be 365 going for three. right there. Yeah, I would golly, I'd hate to know how many days I've drank a diet Mountain Dew.
1: See, I mean, it's just like things like that that. A person doesn't really, I think I've read before some, like, to do something, for something to become a habit, you got to do it, like, 90 days in a row, and it's like, okay, I guess fishing's a habit now. Did you
0: start getting the shakes, like, on Sunday? You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah,
1: I need to catch, although Sunday was a crappy day weather, kind of rainy, (laughs) windy and cold, I was kind of like, you know what, (laughs) I was like, yeah, I didn't need to be out there in this garbage, so, it's more duck hunting weather than it was fishing weather, so... So
0: so you went up to Brookings, South Dakota, you and did. the University of Northern Iowa was up there playing. That's right. And uh, I mean, hot, hostile environment. I mean, what what? Well, first off, what color did you wear?
1: Oh, I was repping the black and purple. Were you? Oh you, yeah, you, you I were, was you, and I, you huh? and I. Yeah, because you? you know, a former player with Riley Van Wy plays for him. Yep. He plays linebacker in pretty much every special teams that they run out on the field I mean he had a heck of a game it was fun watching yeah it was it was a lot of fun watching him and his progression through college and just sticking with it battling through injuries and just seeing the success he's having now you know as a redshirt junior uh but no I was I was sitting amongst the SDSU fans and how, how I were was, I
0: mean, were they decent? I At mean, the beginning
1: right. of the game, they were. Really? There, there, was an really? Old, there was an old guy sitting behind us, and he was just like, oh, you know, like, so who – because the people that we were with, we all had you and I stuff on. Yep, yep. I mean, I had uh, Central Line George Little Rock stuff on, but it's purple and yep, gold and yep. whatever, but – they're like, oh, you know, like who are you cheering for? Because when they come running out right by us, we were, you know, yelling for Riley and you know, go forty-seven and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, you know. And they were talking, well, that's cool and stuff. And this guy was kind of like, you know, just friendly banter yeah, back and yeah, forth, Just, yeah, just giving you the business like having fun. But uh it was funny. The second half, things changed, huh? Yeah, they weren't real as talkative as they were. But you know, I never like stood up and. Like I never cheered against SDSU. I just I just cheered when you and I did something good, and uh, like their kicker had a phenomenal game. He kicked a 55 yarder and like a 50 yarder. I mean that was pretty cool to see. And uh, so you'd stand up and cheer for that, or when they stop him on fourth down, you'd you know you cheer for all that stuff. But yeah, second half they weren't. They didn't say a whole lot. And then there was another guy. The one time the refs made a call, and they actually. Accidentally announced who had the first down wrong, and they just went nuts. And you know, I was finally like, All right, guys, I was like, the I was like, You guys, I started yelling, You guys are right. You know, <laughs> you can stop yelling, You're right. They just messed up on the like saying you know, it's still your ball, and it's still yeah. SDSU's ball. They're, they're not ball. giving they're the just, ball. They're just like, how can that be? That was after the play. And it's like, yeah, you're right. You are right. Stop yelling. And yeah, you know, down here. that's just how I get sometimes, like, when I'm oh, up in the so crowd. so do I. So do I. But, yeah. I, I, like, as a coach, like, I know the rules of football. And when people are up in the stand, like, when you're standing amongst a crowd and people are yelling, but they're yelling, like, the wrong thing, and it's just like – or they're even yelling the right thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, just – Yeah, Yeah, the refs have got it figured out. They just said something wrong. It's like, chillax. But I'm just—I'm the type of person that likes to correct them when they're—oh yeah—when they're like doing that. It's it's like, you know, like even at a Friday night football game here, when people are yelling out, they're like, oh, you know, they're supposed. No, this is why it's doing that. So just chill, okay? Just chill, you know. So, oh yeah. But no, it was a lot of fun watching them. Got to tailgate with all the Van Wy family and a bunch of other. Rock Rabbits people that were up there for the game and that was a good time and then after the game got to go down there and did you go Friday. to the nine bar. <laughs> we didn't go to any of the bars. I time. went to the nine bar one
0: time, and I got cracked in the head with a beer
1: bottle. Fritten, <laughs> dang you, put me you out. Probably deserve it.
0: No, you bullshit. I'll <laughs> tell you this story. We're going to tell this story right here <laughs> on right. this freaking podcast. Bar
1: fights. so yeah, we
0: were. We went Jack to a Blake Dawson over here. I went to a Blake Shelton concert, and uh, this was this was over ten years ago. Here, guys, this was back in Scott's Ooh. heyday. This was back in Scott's drinking heyday. Oh red. We went to a here. Blake Shelton concert, and afterwards, we went to the nine bar. And uh, I had never been to the nine bar and cool bar, you know, whatever. I mean, hell, that's, that's the busiest bar I had ever been to in my life. I was like, you know, yeah, we're going to freaking pound some beers here. And uh, this nine bar is, is two stories. You know, you can, you can go up to the top area and you can go to the bottom. Well, right below the top, the top floor, like, you know, is only like half of the building for se. Yep. So you can be sitting up top and look okay. down at the yep. bar and uh, right below where, where you can stand. Is the ladies' bathroom. And then there was a lady over there, like you know, a girl about my age, you know, 21, 22 years old or something, in line to go to the bathroom. And some freaking little Justin Bieber-looking sucker up top thinks that he's going to pour his drink on oh. this girl. So me, you know being tough man Scott you know I got to go up there and defend her honor, so I I went up up there and you know I kind of started jawing and there was about 10 of him and about (laughs) one of me and you know whatever so I'm like well you know there's only one thing to do in this situation you know that's you know puff the chest out maybe you know do a little shoving any any
1: any chest pokes I I, I would
0: like to think I gave him a three-finger chest poke but uh I don't remember if I actually threw a punch or not, but I think I was about to. Maybe I didn't, whatever. And and I got cocked in the head with a beer bottle. And and at that point in time, I realized like these boys are playing for keeps. So <laughs> right. like, if like, that's I, their
1: first move, yeah, watch like, you out.
0: Yeah, like yeah, I, don't, I don't care how tough you are, Scott. You are you. You start retreating. <laughs> you start retreating Straight out of Roadhouse. So I did, and and so then I walked back through the nine bar. Like I said, was one of the busiest bars I've ever seen and i've got blood just coming down my face like you know whatever <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh so i'm I'm walking out and uh uh actually a kid that grew up about fifteen minutes south of here was an s d s u football player and he's like, "Sturman, what the hell happened and i'm like <laughs> i'm pointing up there, and I'm telling them what happened and whatever and i i I don't think that they went and took care of it, but uh um yeah, they the the crew that I was with, we had taken a limo up there to the to the uh, concert, to and they, they said, you know what, uh, I think it's time to time to get old Scott out of this joint, and, and thank God, because one more bottle hit, and I've probably had permanent <laughs> brain damage. Probably that what is it, CTE? That yeah. They're, yeah, yeah, that's probably what I uh, probably what I would have dealt with. But uh, no, the other team from north of the border, North Dakota, they kind of had a little bit of a scare against 92. Missouri State. Yeah, and yeah, North North Dakota State okay. uh, Bison. They they kind of had bison. a little bit of it. Bison, bison.
1: Yep. Be careful. People are calling us out on like how we were pronouncing things. Ah, piss so, on them. Piss on bison. them. Bison. Joe
0: Bowers, Scott McIntune. I got two middle fingers for you two right here. <laughs> and uh, but uh, no. Uh, uh, luckily, the University of Iowa Hawkeyes and uh, um, uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, they didn't lose this weekend. Yep. Uh, they had buys. Thank God uh iowa state pulls off the upset against oklahoma state i don't know how minnesota did
1: the gophers they won, i believe
0: did they okay well i mean you know what that's a pretty good uh,
1: wisconsin one so wisconsin yeah never heard of her <laughs>
0: <laughs> just kidding watch for deers you
1: know did you know who's a big wisconsin fan charlie barons well oh, besides, never. besides charlie barons Char- the charlie barons of Route iowa
0: Oh, that's right, two picks Hicks. <laughs> he he is such two picks Hicks is a like he uh, a a he's the type of guy that the second that the Hawkeyes get down by seven points, he's, he's texting. texting me. Oh yeah, he's like, sending yeah, messages. Piss on you, you Rich Lingren too. You know he he had to he had to message us and right blah blah blah. But uh, no, two picks Hicks. He you know at least Rich. You know he he probably. You know he'll stick with a team two picks Hicks. He might be a Nebraska fan. He might be a he might be a Wisconsin fan. Oh, this week he doesn't even watch football. Yeah, BS. I ain't buying it. Uh, here, here more locally, West Lion and Central Lion uh, are advancing in the playoffs, well, and they
1: both won first round. Yep. And
0: that team down south. Uh, Rock Valley Boyden Hall—they're still the team that you don't want to invite your girlfriend to come and watch you play them because That's, you're going to get beat yep. and they're going to win the state title and and uh, oof-ta. they and
1: some they, good football going on up yep,
0: here in Northwest Iowa. Sorry, sorry to the guys on the other side of the state, but uh, this is where the champions are up here.
1: Well, yeah, hopefully. Did I
0: just put the line in the sand?
1: You might have. Okay, I well, drew it.
0: Well, they ain't from Rudd. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> all right well enough about football this is a fishing podcast and uh you know who you know who knows a little something about fishing yes i do and weather. and weather and weather todd heitkamp uh owner of dakota angler uh bait shop there in uh uh sioux falls south dakota and also uh meteorologist for the national weather service out of sioux falls south dakota so uh um, you want to talk about a guy that just knows a little bit about everything? I I hear he's a good plumber. I know he knows how to weld. Um, <laughs> he, if you need your roof shingled, he he can do it. He's, he's kind, kind of, of a like, one stop shop. Call Todd, and uh, if he doesn't know how to do it, he'll put Nick and Josh on the case. And, and uh,
1: they definitely don't know how yep, to do it. You
0: know, I mean if they if they can't uh, wow you with their brilliance, they'll baffle you with their bullshit. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're top notch dudes and. Uh, yeah i guess uh there's nothing left to do but uh get over to todd hey todd how you doing
2: i'm doing fine you guys (laughs) wonderful
0: wonderful absolutely uh thanks for joining the show uh this is actually the third time you've been on
2: well, I know I. I I'm almost. Uh, is there some type of benefit I get for being a return guest or anything like that?
1: Yeah, we'll let you listen to the podcast for free. <laughs> yep, That's exactly right. A free scoop of minnows at Dakota Angler yeah. in Sioux Falls, yeah, South Dakota. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't
0: go telling everyone that we're giving out that deal. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: But uh, no, I appreciate you having me on again, guys. It's always fun to be on with you.
0: Absolutely. Now, Todd, uh, you you remember last year we were talking about it when we were getting this uh, episode set up? A couple random questions. So, Todd, I want to know what is your spirit animal?
2: My spirit animal? Yep. Well, what kind of hell? What what kind of question is that? A spirit animal? I I have no idea. I'm a weather guy. Uh, let's see. Spirit animal. Let's let's just go with the walleye. How about that? Okay. Uh,
1: yeah. That's okay. Okay. Okay.
2: But uh, I would also say. As my wife would say maybe the bear once in a while, you know. So that, you
0: know. <laughs> Monday mornings. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Long long weekend at the store uh, brings that out once in a while.
0: Absolutely, I know how that goes. Um, no, Todd. Uh, obviously, we're we're having you on because uh, right around the corner is the Dakota Angler Ice Institute, and uh, we've you know in, in years past we've talked to you about the Dakota Angler Ice Institute. What what uh, what year is this of the institute?
2: this would be lucky 13 holy moly 13. 13. yeah it's hard to believe but yeah 13 years i've owned the store for 21 now and uh uh, so yeah this is the 13th year of the institute
0: and you know when we had you on on episode 44 you you talked about uh you know really small beginnings with this ice institute uh actually like in the basement of a church
2: yeah it was in a gym of a church the first one i was actually in a building. empty space next to the store that we had on the, at 605 East Benson and uh, we were lucky enough that uh, we set up chairs but there were so many people that we had to pull out five gallon buckets to sit, sit on and at that time we had a total attendance of about 80 so uh, it's grown quite a bit. Yeah, I'd say so.
0: Now, now, Todd, you've got the second biggest show in the United States. Last year it was the first biggest show because, you know, obviously uh, St. Paul didn't happen. But when you started that first one, was this always kind of your goal? I mean, was this the end game? You know, did you think, you know what, someday this is going to be held in the arena? Or did every year it just got a little bit bigger and hell, you couldn't help it. It just, you know, it is what it is.
2: That's exactly right. Uh, I there's no way that I would have expected this to be in the arena convention center. And if I would have told myself that 13 years ago, I probably would have been scared out of my mind uh, of what uh, the work uh, that it takes to pull this off. And each year I, I ask my, the question to myself you know why because there is a lot of work it's like a third full-time job uh you know it, work begins for the 14th annual institute right after the show ends this year so uh it, it's gotten bigger but I, there's no way i would ever have thought that uh, we would be in the arena and convention center uh, with this show that's awesome
0: now, obviously last year todd uh you know I, I don't know if you want to call it a speed bump uh you know w- with the covid year uh, everyone else didn't have a show. You were the only show. Did it get as big as what you thought? I mean, was it bigger because you were the only show? What, what, you know, looking back on last year, what was last year?
2: Well, last year was a, you know, a nightmare as far as 2020 is concerned overall, but as far as the show is concerned, I mean, I, I can't, I'll be completely honest. There was uh days leading up to the show that I kept asking myself, is this the smartest thing, uh, that we should be doing? Yep. Uh, I was getting a lot of, uh, Hate mail, uh, you know, hate phone calls—you name it. Uh, people not uh, uh, wanting me to host it, and and honestly, those people were not planning on coming ever anyway. Right, so those right. th- those opinions didn't matter much. Uh, but I wanted to give people the the chance, and, and honestly, I was also going to be charged for the the space whether I had it or not. So it was kind of like my hand was being forced. And South Dakota wasn't uh, really didn't have anything in place as far as a mask mandate is concerned that was strongly encouraged here in Sioux Falls. And so I thought let's give the the people the choice. If they want to come they they they, they can come. If they don't want to that's fine. I understand that. And uh, we made masks uh, encouraged not mandatory and a lot of people uh, a lot of people came. You know, attendance was down from the previous year slightly, but sales were through the roof. And what really what it showed us is that this is truly a buying show and that people had in their mind what they wanted to buy last year. They came in, and got it, did not stand around talking much. They just left at that point in time once they got the in the merchandise that they wanted to buy.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, now you talk about that, like with not as many people, so to say, like, was there a lot of vendors that pulled out last year? And is that like making an influx of vendors this year coming in to promote their products?
2: No, you know, the, last year, there, I, there was only maybe uh, two or three vendors that had been there in years past that said that they were not going to, and it was mainly due to their age, yeah. uh, yeah. that they just cho- chose not to, to expose themselves to that potential. Uh, but, uh, there was only one other vendor that had to pull out the day before, uh, because they had actually, some of the employees that were planning on coming actually caught COVID. So, uh, that really, you know, the, the cancellations played a little bit of a role, but not much, maybe one, two at most. And, uh, really, I think what it helped, uh, for vendors this year is that people, and especially small mom and pop shops or small mom and pop tackle, uh, companies appreciated the fact that I had the show. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, they were, mo- you know, they saw us moving forward and that, uh, the promotion that we did and that how much, uh, the word has gotten out from existing vendors to other vendors saying, you know, if you're going to go to a show, you got to go to the Institute because Todd is a mom and pop shop. They treat you, uh, fairly, they treat you like family. Uh, and so you need to be a part of it, and that has definitely helped in recruiting future vendors. This year we have over 30 new vendors uh, that uh, I didn't go out looking for; they came to me, and uh, and I think that's a testament, a testimonial to uh, our show, and also the the fact that it's family run. My boys help me run it. My wife and daughter helps me run it. Uh, all their you know uh, spouses uh, help me do it. So it's it's totally family run, and that's why I always encourage people to to come shop at the Institute because it is a family-run operation. It's not been being run by a promoter like the St. Paul Show. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, Todd, um, me and Matt were kind of talking about this leading up uh, uh, to interviewing you here. You you kind of do things a little bit different. Like you said, you are not a promoter like, you know, up in, in St. Paul. You actually buy this product and and you bring it in yourself, correct? It's just that's the, correct. It's just the companies and the promoters and whatnot that come in and help you sell it.
2: That's correct. Uh, everything that is in the convention center, you know, from the major tackle companies, is all my inventory. It's not you're not buying it from from anyone else. You're not buying it from otter or from clam. You're buying it from me. And so yeah, I'm sticking my neck out, so to speak, uh, every year. And you know, we have to order this inventory, this ice inventory in. Uh, about February-March time frame uh, for the upcoming year. And uh, so we're trying to order for the show. And uh, so, yeah, it is a, a huge capital investment. And, f- and the re- reason why we do it is because I know that people appreciate coming to the show, and I've always wanted to bring something like this to them. But it is, a, a you know, uh, a few sleepless nights, let's put it that way, uh, thinking about how much money is being spent and hopefully that people show up.
0: Well, and especially in year like last year, you've got the convention center and the arena rented. Like you said, you couldn't get your money back. You've got how much money wrapped up. And I mean, just think about all the money that you had wrapped up in live scopes last year that, you know, I mean, you know, (laughs) the, the, the shacks and, you know, everything else. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, you had no choice, but to have that dang show.
2: Well, that, that's exactly exactly right. If I went to have that show, I probably would have been standing on a street corner saying, "Well, work for you know food, for food or something like that." <laughs> yep. I mean, it's just uh, it's one of those things that uh, again, it was not uh, a decision I made lightly to host a, the show last year. It was one that I thought I'm going to do it, uh, but also take the necessary uh, safety precautions to keep my people that come to the to the show, but also that work uh, at the show, and also the vendors at the show, keep them as safe as we possibly could.
1: Yeah. And, and like you said, you know, with a lot of them being little mom and pop, you know, companies and stuff like that, it is, it's like they needed that to promote their products too. Otherwise, you know, they're not getting their income during the year too. So, I mean, there had to be a lot of those guys that were very appreciative of you having it since there was a lot of shows that didn't happen.
2: Especially Matt, you know, the ones that came from Minnesota uh, because Minnesota was, you know, basically shut down at that point in time. And so a lot of those people, even their stores were shut down, and so they were—they needed that uh, influx of income, or at least the potential thereof. And so, yeah, they were very appreciative of that. And uh, I think their uh, attendance again this year has shown me that they, even though it was a, a down year attendance-wise, they were really appreciative of the fact of the people that showed up and the amount of business that they were able to do last year. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, Todd, when I'm sitting here thinking about all this inventory that you've got to bring in to to have a show like this, and then it being your 13th year, you know, sitting here thinking about what it had to be like, you know, 13 years ago, 10 years ago, you know, a, a $500 Vexlar at that point in time had to be a big ticket item. And now you look at, you know, a 2500 to $3,000 scope ice bundle and, you know, what what the top of the line shack was 10 years ago versus now. You know, a, a $50 ice rod 10 years ago was really something and now there's going to be an ice rod that's $150, $200. It's really pretty crazy how the market has gone and how the prices have gone on the stuff that you're selling there.
2: Well, yeah, and you know as well as I do, things never get cheaper, uh, <laughs> you know, through the years. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you're exactly right. What you know, 13 years ago, uh, would have I even uh, 20 years ago when I first opened, 21 years ago when I first opened the store, would I have ever be thinking that I'd be selling a, you know, a piece of ice fishing electronics that sells for re- regular retail 2,800 bucks? Absolutely not. I would think that. You know, at that point in time, there'd be no one that would ever buy that. And that's one of the more popular pieces of equipment out there right now with the life scope that people are looking for. And so, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, and this year with the supply issues that uh, everyone is experiencing across the entire country, whether or not you're dealing with, you know, uh, fishing equipment or sports equipment or whatever it may be, uh, you know, prices are going to be a little bit higher because of the shipping crisis that we're in right now.
1: Yep. Yeah. You talk about that trouble. Did you have a lot of trouble getting a lot of the inventory in this year?
2: Well, we still don't have a lot of inventory in. so I, I had a full head of hair two weeks ago <laughs> right now yeah, I don't have that. Uh, but no, I mean we, we got I would say 80% of our inventory in and we're still expecting you know plenty of otter shacks to come in the day before the, uh, the show. Uh, the one uh, company then right now that uh, some people have been asking me about is Eskimo and they've been promoting it on their, on their Facebook pages about the, the issues and the struggles that they're having. So Eskimo shacks, Ion Auger is going to be very difficult to uh, to have. They're still holding uh, out a little hope that we would have something in by the show, but uh, right now I'm not going to be holding my breath. But everything else right now, other than hummingbird, uh, is probably going to be uh, you know good to go.
0: Now, when when you went to order, you know, with uh, times like we're in, did uh, the vendors tell you, hey, Todd, you got to scale back a little bit, or, or I mean, was it basically? Uh, you could buy at will what you wanted.
2: Yeah. You could buy at will what you wanted. The problem is uh, trying to find out from these uh, guys and they don't know, right. uh, you know, right. whether or not they're going to get the, the uh, stuff in. I mean, uh, there's guys that uh, last year when we ordered this stuff, they said, oh yeah, you know, the supply issue should be taken care of uh, by next year because they were thinking maybe only COVID. Well, now no one ever actually thought about the shipping crisis that we find ourselves yeah. in uh, uh, at this point in time. Uh, so, you know, at that point, you know, we all, we order what we need to order. And for my, my whole thing is, is that I order not only for the show, but I also have to order for the store. Right. right. Uh, and so it's a kind of a double whammy, so to speak. And, uh, that's a huge challenge trying to figure out, okay, how many people are actually going to come to a show, uh, this year and how many people are actually going to buy uh, a piece of electronics or a shack or an auger. And, and, you know, you roll the dice, uh, and you hope that, uh, it meets the needs or meets the demand. But I, what we tell people this year with the, the shipping crisis right now, you come to the show, and I encourage everyone to come to the show because we're going to be one of the first shows uh, around the country, that when you come to the show and you see the price that we're going to have things at and we have it on hand, you better buy it. Because yep. if you turn your back and walk out the door without buying it, you may never be able to find it. And we talk about the St. Paul I show, and there's a lot of vendors already that are beginning to back out because of the fact they don't have inventory and uh we're gonna have it here at the show at the institute and so like I said when you walk into the doors and you see what you want and you uh you better buy it at that point in time otherwise you may regret it and you may not get it for this year
0: and the sad part about it is man some of that stuff might be sitting in a shipping container off the coast of California right now but you just can't get it to South Dakota
2: well that's exactly right uh, I know that this uh, is a very fact uh, some of the clam stuff I mean our, even our our clam uh, exclusive uh, wonderbread pinhead minnows are sitting in uh, in port right now. Oh, that they're, they've been checked in. They passed through customs, but it's just waiting to get here. So uh, we've been told it should get here by uh, institute time. But you know, every every day that goes by it makes me get a little bit older each yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Could about imagine.
0: Now, Todd, let's talk about the lineup that you've got of freaking speakers. Holy smokes. Because, I mean,
1: mean, not only if you're in the market to buy something, even if you're not in the market to buy something, get out here for this show because, I mean, yeah, this lineup is incredible.
0: Yeah. Did somebody say, hey, Todd, how many of the best ice fishermen in the world do you want to come and uh, speak at your show? And you said, (laughs) all of them. I want all of them.
2: You know, the one thing that uh, I know that everyone missed last year was the the seminars, uh, you know, and obviously with, with COVID, you couldn't do that with, uh, you know, being in a small enclosed room. And uh, this year I wanted to try to bring out the best uh, that, you know, we could bring in. Uh, we wanted to we had to decrease the number of uh, seminars that we normally do just because, again, there's still some concerns about COVID. So we, yep. need, we need to be, keep that in mind. Uh, but, yeah, the the seminar lineup. The speaker lineup is second to none. You're not going to find this lineup anywhere else or this quality of lineup any at any other show. This is uh, a lineup that I'm very proud of, to say the least. Let me
0: run through this lineup once. Tom Boley, Brad Hawthorne, Matt Johnson, Dave Gens, Jaden Thomas, Tony Mariotti, Chantel Wittstruck, Jason Durham, and Troy Peterson. And then you said that that's just what you're announcing right now. Do you got a couple more possibly coming
2: yet? Uh, well, we're we're hoping that maybe Tom Boley would do a second uh, a second seminar. Uh, there's a possibility that also that Sam Sobey, oh, yeah. might wow. uh, but I don't, I'm not holding out too much hope for that. I don't, I hate to drop that name and, yep. and, and people expect it, but uh, that's very, you know, remote chance of that happening this time of year. But again, it just shows you that these people are entertaining the idea of coming to the Institute, that the word of the show has gotten out to all these top names in the industry uh, and, uh, and, and it's great to have these people, even, you know, a, a person like Dave Gantz that's been around, you know, that's the, he's the godfather of ice fishing, uh, to say the least, and he's going to be talking and he normally does not do a seminar. Uh, he's done, reti- he's retired from doing seminars and he told me, he said, Todd, I would be lo- more than happy to come down and sit in the booth and talk to people and answer the questions and that. And then, uh, Dennis Kasubi, who's going to serve as the MC of the, uh, seminars, Talk to Dennis, and he talked to me and said, hey, how about if we get Dennis to sit up there and we ask him questions about the history of the development of the fish trap, uh, the number one you know selling shack throughout the, the history of ice fishing. And that's what he's going to do. I mean, to hear that type of knowledge, history from a guy that really made this sport what it is, it, you're not going to find that anyplace else. He's not going to do that anyplace else. He's not going to do that at the St. Paul or any other show. He's going to only do it, right here at the institute so uh if uh, you didn't need a reason to come here because of the great buys and the inventory that we're going to have on hand i hope the seminars are what really trips the trigger for you to come
0: well, i i would certainly think so yeah. if, if, if anyone's interested in and in going to a seminar you, you've got the who's who uh uh as far as uh um fishermen in that lineup
2: well, I tried to get you two, but you said you were too busy doing other things, so I, I don't understand what's up with that. Well, for
0: Pete's sakes, there's a Buffalo Wild Wings across the road, Todd.
1: <laughs>
2: well, hey, which is now closed, by oh. the way. What? <laughs> yeah.
1: So we got to bring so our own wings in? I, I so went, we got to sneak our own wings into our pockets. I, All went, right.
2: I went there,
0: shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's that was what, the that's chicken crisis. I, I, it was the so Scott at, Sturman's at, crisis. After, yeah, after Deitch and uh, Sturman stopped by, they had to shut it down. They couldn't take it anymore.
0: No kidding, that, that Buffalo Wild Wings closed, huh?
2: Yep, it, it, has, been, it has been closed, yeah.
1: You can't see this right now, but Scott has a little tear running on the side
2: of his face. Well, <laughs> I, I, I can just imagine that. To <laughs> <certain ways. laughs> I'm going
0: to pour out a little bit of my water in front of me. So. <laughs> Todd, I got one for you. Do, you. do you ever get a chance to go through your own show? And just sit and enjoy yourself. I mean, you're a, you're a fishing guy just like us. I mean, you're you're. I mean, at the end of the day, you're just a normal dude that likes to fish. I mean, you gotta like to go through and check out what these guys have. You know, check out the custom rods, the the different size uh, styles of custom jigs and everything. But do you ever get that chance?
2: Not really. You know, I wish I would be able to, but you know, I walk through there when I walk through the show and I do that try I try to do that as often as I possibly can just mainly to check on the uh, vendors and also check on the, the traffic flow and uh, you know talk to customers that I see there and introduce myself to people that I've never seen before. But to actually sit back and enjoy it? No. I mean, it uh it is uh, a 3-day full of stress and headache to say the least for me, but it's one of those things that uh, as my wife says all the time, you bring it upon yourself, and so you have no one to give you any sympathy. And, but I kick back on Monday, and I think, boy, it was a great show. It was great to see all those people with smiles on their faces and to see all the, the tackle in the inventory. I mean, there's tackle companies now that are coming in from Wisconsin and Michigan. Uh, and so these are things that you, you're not going to see anyplace else. And so to be able to expose yourself to those different types of rods or different types of jigs or whatever it may be, uh, is just going to be great. And so, yeah, I, I wish I was be, would be able to do that. And honestly, what I will do is that when the show closes on Friday night or Saturday night, I'll walk through there just to take a look at how everything looks. Just to, to you know, again, just to see if we could do things differently next year, but also to try to get some enjoyment out of it as well.
0: You know, I, I think it's a little bit too late for this year, but what do you think about next year? Like maybe the Midwest Angler Podcast uh, sponsoring a dunk tank where Nick and Josh just go and sit in
2: it. <laughs> you you, wouldn't, it, it, you know, the only person that would be uh, spending money at the booth would be myself, and I wouldn't, be able to st- I, w- I wouldn't stop. I'd be giving you dollars all the time.
1: There the inventory would go, right? <laughs> we need to sell this. You
0: give us a live scope, and we'll let you throw as many balls as you want.
2: <laughs> you know what, what would be interesting, though, is to to have a, a, a live podcast or so speak straight from the show. Uh, and so if you guys ever think about doing something like that, uh, and uh, uh, I would be more than happy to, to throw a booth your way just to, to show the people what, uh, what you do to kind of Peel back the curtain, so to speak, and uh, and and do something like that. You uh, grab all the interviews uh, from people right there.
1: We might need a curtain, though. Because don't <laughs> yeah, peel that what curtain they back, see us.
2: <laughs> well, again, that's kind
1: of why with we do that, podcasting.
2: With, with, with your history of closing down restaurants, you may close down the institute if I went too far. So we better not. Huh?
0: No, we do, we do appreciate that, and you know that's actually been something that Matt and I have talked about before. You know, uh, you know when you've got. I mean, look at that speaker lineup. When you've got those guys walking through the halls of your show, you know, just to, to uh, sit down and have a five-minute chat with them, you know, what are you seeing? What are you liking? You know, what's what's the coolest thing you've seen so far? Because, you know, I mean, it, it's one thing to talk to them three days later, but when they're there and the things are fresh and, you know, uh, you know, they're excited because the people are there and, and the product is there, that's the time to really, you know, capture uh, these people talking and, and, and what they're seeing
2: yeah there's no doubt about that and plus all the people that you know just the normal uh, john q citizens uh, the customers of the institute or the ice fishermen ice fi- fishing ladies that are walking through the the show with smiles on their faces because they see all the different type of equipment that's being offered at the show uh you know like i said we have over 30 new vendors this year and so that brings the total of over a hundred we're going to be in, you know in a larger capacity in the convention center uh, this year and then uh the entire bowl of the arena is going to be vendors uh that you're, you know that most of them at least half of them are going to be new vendors so uh it, it's just great to see that and be able to uh, bring those smiles to the people's faces that, that, as they walk through yeah. absolutely
1: what the uh, one challenge i have for you this year todd is i want to know how many miles you put on <laughs> During the weekend of this show,
0: yeah, we we need yeah. a Fitbit, and then we want we'll to take, take an over under bet.
1: <laughs> like how many miles? Like have well, you ever have you ever done that before? or Have you ever really thought about like how many like just how much you're on your feet moving around?
0: Well, he runs through a yeah. brand new pair of Nikes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
2: that's why it brings up an idea. Maybe I should get sponsored by Nike. Yeah, right? Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, I I have an Apple Watch, and I never did look at it last year because I last year wasn't a true testament, but still. Uh, This year, I will do that. And I think what you need to do, guys, is uh, just like you put up a poll the other day about uh, what uh, piece of electronics uh, people are going to buy, Vexilar, Hummingbird, whatever. Uh, You've maybe put up a poll about uh, how many miles is Todd going to walk at the Institute, uh, you know, over or under of a certain number.
0: Well, you know, with you being from Minnesota and Matt being from Minnesota, I mean, you guys are going to have to ask me for help because those are going to be pretty big numbers. <laughs> more yeah, than, more have- than all your
2: fingers. Yeah, you don't have enough fingers and toes to do that, do
0: you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's good stuff. We don't want to make the Minnesotans mad. we got a lot of Minnesota listeners.
2: So.
0: <laughs> no, Todd, uh, we definitely appreciate you uh, taking time out and uh, and chatting with us. But uh, before we let you go, uh, shoot it out to the listeners. You got something, Matt? No. Okay. Right shoot it out to the listeners, uh, wh- you know, where this is, when it is, and uh, I guess the cost of getting in. And, uh, sure. you know, maybe if, if there's a spot where they can go to get a little bit more information.
2: Yeah, if, uh, you know, the, the dates of, well, we're talking about the 13th Annual Dakota Angler Ice Institute, and it's going to be held at the Sioux Falls Arena and Convention Center November 12th through the 14th. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Doors open at 3 o'clock on Friday, close at 9. On Saturday, they open at 10 and close at 7. And then on Sunday, they open at 10 and close at 3. Uh, tickets at the door, Only they're only going to be available at the door. Uh, at uh five dollars a day or we'll offer a weekend pass t- for twelve dollars so that it will allow you to see all the seminars that you want to see uh throughout the entire weekend if you have more even have more questions or have uh some uh people that want to know more information feel free to give us a call at 605-336-9132 Or you can check us out through social media. We do have an Instagram page as well as a Facebook page, Twitter page, uh, with all that information on there, and also our website at DakotaAngler.com. So there's plenty of ways to get information. But again, if uh, all else fails, just pick up the phone and, and give us a call.
0: Awesome stuff, man. Uh, you know, I, I think I can speak for Matt here, but, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for this. This yeah. is one, one, yep. I mean, my favorite uh, spot to go before the ice season. And, you know, I mean, there's some years, well, Tyler Ray out in Colorado, he's already been on the ice. A lot of times Craig Euler gets on the ice before, uh, before the show. And I don't know if that's going to happen this year, but, uh, you know, I, I think all of us have got ice fishing on our brain right now and, uh, uh there's no better place to start thinking about it than, uh, there at the Institute. Well, and
2: I greatly appreciate that, guys. And, uh, again, I hope that we see a large crowd turnout. Uh, you know, after the, the you know the COVID year of last year that people get out and, and they experience some sort of uh, normalcy in their lifetime. And uh, I know this is a sport that continues to grow, as we talked about earlier. And this is the place to really kick the season off and uh, buy the inventory or buy the t- uh, tackle or the shelter or whatever you may de- need uh, for the upcoming season. So, again, hopefully people show up and uh you know again i appreciate all the time and the support that you guys have given us uh, throughout the years
0: well we we definitely uh, uh appreciate all the hard work because we know i mean we've been there we we know what kind of work goes into that and uh you know i, I think um, everyone that goes to the show definitely appreciates your hard work and uh you know thanks todd
2: well i appreciate it guys and again uh we'll see you at the show and we'll see everyone else and uh and i encourage people to stop up if i'm uh, looking like, like a little stressed or anything like that, uh, just pull out a wing out of your pocket and give it to me. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, better a, yeah, nothing better than... anyone Nothing
1: better than a pocket wing. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. god dang. <laughs> Matt's got a couple wings in his pocket right looking
0: damn now. Right.
2: <laughs>
0: All right, Todd. Thanks a lot, man.
2: Okay, you guys take care. See ya. Bye now.
0: And that was the busiest man in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Mr. Todd Heitkamp. Uh... I I I've I've got a feeling right now in Todd's life he's just like
1: oh take, taking it one hour at a time right I I don't think people really realize like how busy he is getting things Organized and ready for this. I mean, not just this time of the year. Just, oh,
0: that's oh, not what I was talking about. Oh. I was talking about dealing with his two boys. So.
1: Oh, that's true too. That's <laughs> true too. Yeah, and I was trying to give. Well, yeah, see, you, you were trying to see, give those him the benefit two, of the doubt. Those two have prepared him his whole life for this, so it right. should really be easy yeah, for him. If he, could, if he could, re, if he could raise those two, yep, the ice institute this is no problem at all. No, no problem.
0: This is just a. Uh, just a slight bump in a in, in a Buick. I mean, he ain't even feeling it.
1: <laughs> Get in the back, kids. We're going for a drive. <laughs>
0: That's right, Matt. What are you, Matt? What are you looking forward to uh, uh, this ice show season? I mean, well, I mean, you, I, you got you got something you got your eye on. I mean, what you, do, know, you know? I do really you...
1: don't specifically have my eye on like anything. Like like I haven't determined anything yet yeah i mean i got a couple weeks yet i know that i realize right, it right but i also i only have a couple weeks yet to determine like you know i really need so i'd really need this um i wouldn't mind adding a hub shack to my yep, yep. arsenal no doubt just, about that just for the fact of you know we did it last year where we popped up a hub a couple times and it was just kind of fun hanging out in in there with some people and went just, out at hooked on hard
0: water right you know, I mean, uh well a i mean we we bring a big a big huge trailer out there but i mean you look at it and i mean you and i are the type of guys we like to spend more time outside of our shack i'll I'll be honest my shack is just a gear a gear hauler yeah it's just a
1: glorified glorified sled really is what it is i mean it's like there's times where it's like you know i could probably get rid of the shack and just get a sled to put my stuff in and like wheel it you know drag it around so yeah
0: you know sometimes late at night or you know if the wind's really going you know sometimes you got to flip the shack shack but you know i mean like we said if if you if you get yourself a hub shack you're not getting rid of your your flip over shack uh you know i mean it's just it's just something that you're adding to your arsenal and and uh you know i mean if if you and emily and you know nieces and nephews or you know your brother or, or whoever else i mean you can uh um yeah, you can, you can bring whoever you want out there.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it is nice to have that. And even sometimes if you start catching fish, to be able just to, to flip that over so yeah, people... Maybe, maybe, maybe the Minnesota fish finder right, doesn't so, come after so you. So people is like, ah, oh, that guy doesn't hook a lot over there and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I, specifically, is there anything that I'm looking for? No, but, you know, if, if, there's, if there's a deal, something like that, it's like, you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger on it. Uh, but, you know, I... I'm one of those guys that I like to go to these shows for the more the social aspect. Oh, for of sure, it. for sure. I mean, are you are you? I know you like you love to talk to people about. Yeah, I, just, mean, kind I mean, I'm. I mean, just a about talker. anything, not just yeah. just not fishing. I mean, just about anything. I mean, yeah, you could. I'll talk, I'll talk about the carpet, right? You'll t- <laughs> you know, like what kind of plaid shirt they have on yeah. and stuff like that. Like, hey, is that a <laughs> those real snap buttons? Real they- <laughs> <laughs> <pearls>? snaps, huh? <laughs> Eli Cattleman, no <laughs> <laughs> kidding. <laughs> you know, I. So, so the other night
0: at that football game, uh, uh, my my stepdaughter Aubrey was telling me that that it's flannel night. It's flannel night at the football right. game, and you know my my wife and some other people that I've talked to they're they're talking about the big thing is shackets right now. It's like a shirt jacket. It's <laughs> it's like a thick a Yo. thick plaid you know jacket like. I, I'm not gonna sit here and toot my own horn, but I think I might have started this whole revolution.
1: I think that like this, I, I, I think, was doing this before it was cool. Guys. I think I was gonna say I think dudes like you, I mean I remember having one before. You yeah. know, I, I think now it's just like when they kind of embrace it and take it, they're like, oh yeah, this is the thing now. It's like no, you know, there's, this has been the thing. There, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of old boys. Wrangler, that have been Wrangler like...
0: jeans and Walmart flannels have been my thing <laughs> for a long damn
1: time. Right. So. No, I mean, I, yeah. lo- I love the social aspect of, yep. of no those places, getting out there talking, seeing the new products that are out there, you know, yep. and uh, maybe some of the new techniques. I mean, there's people that unveil stuff there. We might, right. I
0: mean, when we get there, we might find out the, you know, our favorite thing that we leave thinking about, we don't know about right now. It, it might get unveiled right
1: there. Well, and even seeing some of the things that might not necessarily be ice fishing related sometimes every once in a while there's I think like there's
0: a barbecue sauce vendor gonna right, be there see
1: sometimes like things like those that are all of a sudden it's like whoa yeah i'll check these out it's always fun to walk through all the hard side houses and oh yeah see like man, dream. I, I love, dream love yeah. to have something like that but uh no it's it's always a good time and no doubt. uh no doubt i guess we'll we'll wait and see and you know i'm sure i'll leave with something i'm sure that you'll probably leave with something but
0: i i'm i'm really as of right now and unless uh you know, my water heater goes out five times in a row. I'm, I'm thinking I'm actually gonna pull the trigger. On the old, I'm, I'm gonna pull the trigger on the Livescope.
1: Uh, could you imagine about uh, all the all the people that are gonna be calling you to go ice fishing then? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't happening. But Ain't I mean, it? like all some people that you haven't talked to in a long time, you get that live scope and all of a sudden it's just like, hey, buddy, old pal. No, nope. if you what have, you if doing you haven't Saturday? called me, if
0: you haven't called me in the last uh, couple of years uh nope you know our our close little group of friends uh me you ramrod my brother uh topper and blair and and matt grave over there and uh you know i think that's about all the people i've really ice fished with over honest.
1: be honest you just want to get a live scope so that you can do the whole you're going to jump in the water and walk and we're going to record the screenshot of you walking in the water
0: well that's been the plan
1: i mean that's really I mean you really gotta the go viral reason, right that's the only reason you really get it yeah right no, I, uh, maybe drinking a dew underneath the wash. <laughs> That's how clear it is. Well, it's you just read the Mountain Dew bottom. It's,
0: it, it's in case I drop any food down there. I right? need my best chance to get that back out. Like <laughs> I, if, if I drop a freaking summer sausage sandwich down there, like I, I'm getting that sun gun back out. <laughs> nope. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I've been kicking around, uh, getting a shack. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but, uh, um, yeah, I don't know for sure. I, I really, I really want to pull the trigger on that live scope. And so, uh, uh, you know, like Todd said, when you see something, if, if you're if you're
1: yeah, gonna it. be a
0: buyer, you better be a buyer. Don't Good.
1: think about it. I mean, yep. you should be thinking about it now when yep. it when it comes to show time. No matter what show you go to, but buy it, especially right. this one coming up.
0: Yep. Well, and I think uh, I think next weekend the show season kind of kicks off uh, November. November 6th, Six, uh, over like at Stans in um, in Milford. Uh, I think uh, the other two over there in uh, Okaboji Cables and uh, um, C- Oak, Hill. Oak Hill. I think Oak Hill's is uh, a few weeks later.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. There's a bunch. Of, there's yep. yeah.
0: But the Ice Institute, obviously, is, is the biggest thing that uh, is going to be happening. That's, uh, what did he say? 12th, 12th, 12th 13th, and 14th. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're within uh, a fair decent uh, drive uh, that's that's going to be the one that's worth driving down to um and uh yeah obviously after that they're kind of going to be scattered around i mean i think some of the big box stores kind of do you know some ice ice stuff and and uh whatever else but uh
1: the um, deal the deals to be had are at like these small ones oh they're there like, ain't no like, doubt about it yeah i don't want to say small ones i'm right. just a second. but, but at like these for shows like, like for the mom shows. and pop shop type yep. deals and stuff like that so. yep
0: yep if you're gonna if you're gonna be buying stuff uh you know obviously the one over at stands the one uh um there at the ice institute that's the ones that the deals are going to be hot and uh you know they've they've got all the brands underneath one roof right and uh
1: and just you know like we talked about earlier too on here just the the speakers if you're not even in in the market to buy anything go over there and not only the speakers we talked about just a lot of the the pros that will be in the booths oh for, for sure these products for sure. i mean you go up and chit chat with them and yep. just you- shoot the breeze with them
0: yeah youtubers tournament fishermen you know everyone and uh, you know i, I think well, we, we've talked about this before but all these dudes are there they're not there to try to big time well, uh, there's probably dudes there to big time. But I mean, they want to talk. Yeah. They want to talk. If you see somebody and you're like, son of a gun, that's who that is. Go, go talk, talk to, to them. Him. Go talk to them. Say, hey, you know, what are you excited to see? They're there to push product too. They're there to tell you about what they're they're loving. Go talk to them. Like that's the companies are sending them out there to talk. If if you see a dude that's that's walking around and and, and you want to talk to him, talk to him. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, that's that's what they're there for. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. That's
1: kind of how we got to know Craig. Oiler. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we thought, oh man, that's Craig Oiler. And Then we started talking to him and realized, oh yeah, okay, dude, this is freaking... this is Craig Euler. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that we can kind of just kind of. It was one of the bigger letdowns in my life. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know,
0: yeah, that and like you know when I didn't now looking start-
1: back at it at it, I mean, it would have been nicer. I mean, I, I guess BCAF probably would have been. The oh, one yeah, that we yeah. should have probably for fanboyed sure. over sure. more than Craig. So. For sure, no,
0: you know, like I said, that was one of the bigger letdowns in my life. Like,
1: you know, when <laughs> I didn't
0: get the starting uh, quarterback spot in seventh grade football, when the Bonanza oh, kinda, Steakhouse up ca- in two Falls closed, and, w- and, what and then they, when I met Craig. Hoyler. Right.
1: What do they say? Never, you never want to meet your heroes, or right? So, isn't right. that kind of thing? Because it's always kind of a letdown. So it's yep. just kind of like, oh no, yep. all right.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, being, <laughs> being cool isn't for everyone, and it ain't for Craig. So the Craig. <laughs> no uh yeah i've you know I, i've mentioned it before but uh, i'll be over at stands and uh rep, you know talking clam but i'll be talking all ice fish and stuff uh that's november 6th and then up at uh the ice institute so uh if if you guys are there do come up and talk do come up and talk and i know matt will probably be at both of them too uh yeah i'll I'm be not walking sure.
1: around fanboying
0: oh well, maybe or, or you'll be end up being in one of the booths who knows what but uh no. People I've, just
1: don't know yet that I'm gonna be in there. booth. I'm just gonna just kinda of randomly go from booth to booth and Right. people are like, oh are you no, I don't I just Right. Matt'll
0: be the one with four corn dogs in his mouth <laughs> at one time, like, wow, that's amazing. Like that that's you know, that Matt's gonna have his own booth, corn dog eating and, and foot long hot dog eating competition. That's just. right. <laughs> Dude did thirty six.
1: That streak is alive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh Matt, I I don't know if you saw or not, but on Facebook the other day I put a poll up. And, uh, it, it's absolute crap that Facebook has, has made it so that business and I'm, I'm doing that in in parentheses or whatever, but, uh, pages cannot do polls, which is right. freaking crazy. Dumb. Like it doesn't cost them anything to, to do that, but you can only do that on personal pages, whatever. But, uh, I put a deal up there, uh, you know, with Garmin, Vexilar, Lorance, Humminbird, uh, Markham, whatever, all, all, all the brands of electronics, uh, and, uh, you know, i, I Asked, uh, you know, what are you going to be running this ice season? And uh, A, I mean, we got all the answers. B, I couldn't believe how many people had backup units and backup yeah. units to the backup units. And and C, I couldn't believe, like, I, I dare say that it kind of, uh, you know, I, I posted this into an Ice Fishing South Dakota page, an Ice Fishing Iowa page, and an Ice Fishing Minnesota page. And I do believe that people in Minnesota like were kind of more Vexlar. Yep. And and people you know, people in South Dakota were a little bit more uh, you know, on the mark and uh, you know, Hummingbird was kind of mixed in between the two and uh, uh there was a lot more Garmins than what I actually yep. thought. And you know, I guess at first at first thought, you know, it's like, wow, there's a pissload of live scopes out there. But I've got that little striker four unit, you know, that that a guy can easily use as a as a uh as an ice fishing deal, you know, a, a real good budget flasher. Um but no, I, I would definitely say Garmin is gaining in popularity. Yep. Um but I, I I don't know. I, I would still say Vexlar uh probably uh it's still
1: kind of is I, right. I, I would say
0: that that uh you know still probably carried uh, with the most percentage. I, I wish that um, you know, we could have th- that they could have tallied it right there on Facebook because, well, the technology's there, so it's freaking <laughs> stupid that they don't. But whatever, we're not going to sit here and bitch about Facebook. Uh, ev- everyone knows.
1: But no, that was a good poll, and you know, thanks for all the responses. It kind of like took off, like,
0: <laughs> well, like literally, you know, sometimes like I post this stuff on Facebook, and and I mean, there is just no way to tell what's going to get response and what's not. And I mean, I've I've literally posted stuff on Facebook and not gotten a like or a comment for like 20 minutes and it's like you know is this is this dumb like you know should i have not posted this and then all of a sudden i'll get 12 likes who knows whatever hell this time i freaking posted it and and before i it even like tinged that it posted like my phone's you know popping up with notifications that there's people commenting on it it's like holy moly like what the frick happened here but uh I do think going forward, I don't know what day of the week we'll do it on, maybe like a Thursday or something like that, just because that's kind of uh, uh, middle of the week and we don't have a lot normally going, uh, you know, Thursday, uh, whatever, but I think we're going to start doing uh, like a weekly poll question, Um, you know, just, you know, sometimes there'll be 12 choices, sometimes there's going to be two choices, who knows, but uh, just kind of some random stuff, uh, a little bit of a way for us to interact with the fans a little bit more and, uh, you know, kind of i don't know uh it's just <clears> fun <throat> to
1: see what everybody else is like yeah you know take i mean on stuff is
0: right you know i mean obviously this year we or this week we talked about you know ice fishing electronics maybe next week's gonna be um ice fishing shacks i don't know maybe ice fishing rods you know who knows you know we can go species we can go a lot of different directions with this stuff and uh um i don't know probably some of them are going to be stupid but i think it's something worth uh worth trying out for a little bit so uh Um, yeah we'll throw that out there Um, another thing I I wanted to remind you one last time uh, after this we'll probably call it call it a draw but uh, um, we're going to talk with Scott Mockentune and and get him on the show uh, get your ask uh, the biologist ask the biologist questions in Um, I actually had a dude that called me uh, my buddy Austin uh, called me just earlier today uh talking about some other stuff and he's like hey you still gonna do that show yes we are and and uh so he actually had some questions that he wanted to know about some freshwater shrimp uh austin's got some private ponds and uh um out on uh, out on some of his land so he kind of wanted to know some stuff like that guys i mean ask any of the questions you want i'm i mean mean, we've we've got enough to do a full show right now but i mean if if there's something else that you want to know we're we're approachable people guys there's no dumb questions besides if you're gonna ask did scott eat today because right. yes he did yes, yes he did
1: multiple multiple times what did i have for lunch today oh man we better not go off on oh it on was the rock thing.
0: rapids business ladies uh taco, oh, taco luncheon
1: luncheon yeah
0: and i crushed a bunch of soft shells and uh this evening i ooh. Yeah, I, I recently went up to the Ellsworth Locker in Ellsworth, oh, yeah. Minnesota, well, and I got some that. summer sausage, got some summer sausage and cheese and mayonnaise sandwiches, and they're the best thing in the whole entire <laughs> world. So, one more story, one more story, and then we'll let you guys go for the day. Apparently, it's Kep's Bait up, uh, Where where's that at? Center? Glenwood. Actually. Glenwood, yep, that's what you said. Uh, last week we told you about, uh, somebody that, uh, went in there and shaved the boys yep, uh, shaving the twig and berries yeah, in the, yeah, <laughs> in the men's bathroom, thought that that was the best spot for it this week, a lady in, in some provocative underwear must've sharted herself and, uh, kind of halfway cleaned herself up and, uh, just decided, you know, what's the best spot for this? Not in the garbage, but on the floor just in, in the right bathroom. of pick it up. Yeah, right, right. I mean, And and uh, Nancy Kep, uh, you know, is posting this on Facebook, and she's like, "Guys, I can't make this up. This is unbelievable. I don't know if if this is a. I mean, is this a is this a bad joke?
1: Right. I want to know if somebody like I I think it's I think she's getting pumped. Right. She might be. Ashton Kutcher is going to come out and be like, "Ha, we pumped
0: you." Or she's on candid camera (laughs) or something like that. Like you know, I mean, it just like.
1: You it's know, crazy it, it's, stuff that's happening. It out is. There.
0: I mean, that's that's beyond crazy. It's it beyond is. crazy. Like, somebody going in and, and shaving the jewels in a bait shop bathroom is like, what the French toast? <laughs> but then when you get somebody that goes in and freaking charts on their thong and decide, I mean, like, okay, like, I the mean,
1: trash can is right there. Throw it in that's the trash what, can. I mean,
0: what the? Yeah. I mean,. If 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 you did it, like okay, like you know, bad things happen. We've all like, been there. Yeah, I mean, I've a literally bad, eaten, gas eaten, station
1: burrito. You yeah, know, you and know, also Montezuma's like, oh. revenge. Yeah, I was like, whoop oh. that was not a fart. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, you know, whatever. But you go in there, you clean yourself up, you throw your stuff in the garbage. Leave no trace.
1: I mean, you should be embarrassed enough what happened. You're leaving like you're out there like looking like Mission Impossible hiding this stuff. So have
0: you had that happen to you?
1: Not that extreme. in the Dakota
0: Angler bathroom, <laughs> yeah. yeah. BS, yeah. BS, no, god dang it. I, I feel bad for them. Uh, what, what, uh, what a freaking wild chain of events up there. It kept bobbers down
1: bait, yeah. It's nuts,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm half afraid if I ever would get up there just to go in that bathroom, yeah. No
1: kidding, be like, uh, yeah, I don't need to, they're gonna have to start disinfect or they're (laughs) gonna have to put a key to the bathroom on like one of those old cinder blocks and stuff like that so if somebody really wants to do it they gotta work
0: right yeah you don't go in there to freshen up (laughs) all right i guess uh i don't know i gotta think that's uh i got any other notes here ice shows Cap spate bathroom you know, facebook that's... poll i think uh i think we're kind of there matt do you have a good news story I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna throw my good news story out you first go right is ahead. that all right with that's, you go right ahead okay i don't want to budge in line but uh if, if you guys follow us on facebook uh you guys saw last week matt sent me a picture of uh me sitting out front of a uh of a house like on with that bernie sanders you know kind of arms crossed legs crossed deal he put my face on that put me sitting on a clam bucket and then a vending machine uh you know just a little uh, candy machine that you'd have to go up and put a dime or a quarter in or whatever you know like i was that's what i was doing for trick-or-treating and and what did it actually say
1: i said this year um
0: scott uh how did i put that It says, Scott's putting a vending machine on the porch this year because live scopes ain't cheap. And, uh, you know, I I posted it on Facebook. I thought it was pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, I think everyone kind of got a good laugh about it. But then all of a sudden we get a screenshot sent to us from Craig EXL. It got picked up and it was on the Target walleye freaking newsletter newsletter. and if you guys don't follow the target walleye newsletter don't do it because sometimes i get information from the podcast on there (laughs) (laughs) so you don't want to hear about it twice but uh, um, no it's actually a freaking awesome newsletter uh it's it's i I dare say the best newsletter if you want to talk about uh um you know fishing up here in the upper midwest uh um you know i think I think Target Walleye is kind of a Lindner product, uh, you know, Brett McComas, uh, yep. you know, uh, a bunch of those dudes, uh, you know, and, and I mean, they just got, you know, a lot of stuff, uh, um, you know, dude, dudes from here up in the upper Midwest, NWT, uh, you know, some Bassmaster stuff, uh, you know, stuff uh, with electronics and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd go, I'd, I'd highly recommend going over there and uh, um, definitely time out. I actually uh-huh. saw a picture of uh, that hummingbird mega live today. Yeah, Luke Addington over. Uh, he he works at a boat. I don't remember what the heck. I think it's kind of over by. Uh What's that? What's that city? Kind of by where your wife's from, where Rochester? the hospital is. Yeah, it's somewhere over there by Rochester, I think. Okay. He's a boat mechanic, uh, works whatever, and and uh, he he sent me a Snapchat of it, and it said if they do exist, so yeah, so they, so they do actually in? exist. That that's another good news uh, story in right. itself. Like I mean, we've been hearing about it now for what a year. Yeah, and so yeah. Uh, hey, the, starting
1: to see it trickle up. Yeah, this way. it's
0: it's alive. <laughs> so all right, Matt, what you got?
1: Mine. I, I'm going to give a shout out to. Uh, Kyle Lynn.
0: Kyle Lynn, yeah. I'm going to give him
1: a shout out. Uh, The other day, you know, he put a post up on Facebook about how he's going to start promoting his buddies' businesses. Okay. You know, we got to be, you know, he wants to see his homie succeed is what he said. I like that. And I like that a lot, you know, and Scott Brower picked it up and talked about it. And Scott actually started a hashtag that says hashtag be kind, be Kyle, you know, because we all are in this together and we all need to lift each other up. I mean, he's not doing it for any type of like financial backing or anything like that. He just wants to see his buddies succeed. So, throughout this, he's going to, he's on day two of it, you know, kind of got a streak going and stuff like that. Uh, just promoting his friends' businesses. It doesn't have how to be, how did I miss this? It doesn't have to be fishing related. It doesn't have to be anything like that. It's just, he wants to put it out there so his, you know, so everybody can see it and uh, hopefully, generate some business towards some of his friends things so i thought that was i thought that was pretty awesome and you know good job kyle and uh yeah i mean we all need to support each other right you know keep looking out after him and i
0: i mean i think now especially uh you know with everything that's going on we've seen supply chain issues and, and everything else but uh you know support support the you know the the custom rod builder you know right. that's you know three towns over and and support the dude that's making his own jigs and you and, know uh, I you I know, saw all s- that
1: type of stuff I saw something a while back and maybe we talked about it on here I can't remember but somebody was talking about you know when you go to like a small business and they screw up one time and people are just like you know what no nope. I'm done with Ain't them gone. I'm not yep. going back there you know just this little mom and pop shop you know like this. But how many times have you gone to a McDonald's and they've screwed up your order, but you still, and you're just like, oh man, you know, they never get it right. But what do you do? You go back there. Right. It's just like, you know, sometimes you need to give these little guys a second chance. Sometimes you need to, you know, they might have just, you know, maybe something happened that day, you know, something messed up. Uh, so, you well, know. and,
0: and, and take a good hard look at when your, uh, little kid, uh, yep. uh, gets new softball jerseys and, uh, see whose name's on the back of that
1: Jersey. Cause That's right.
0: It ain't McDonald's.
1: Nope. It so, ain't McDonald's. It ain't. So be kind, be Kyle. I like be that. Be
0: kind, be Kyle. I'm for it. I'm hey, 100% for it. Like I said, I don't know how the hell I missed it, but yeah. I'm going to check it out. We'll right
1: definitely now. go check it out. And also I got a question for you. Uh Oh, with this the is spook- a setup. This with, is a setup with the spooky season coming upon us.
0: What am I going to be for Halloween? Yeah,
1: how well, if you a fishing related fishing a fishing related Halloween costume? If
0: if I could if I could uh, pull it off, I mean obviously my gut doesn't work for this particular guy, but I would love to put the badass mustache and a mullet uh, haircut and be a fu- <laughs> be go, fighter. That'd but, be pretty uh, cool. Um, if I wasn't gonna be, if I wasn't gonna be fighter. I don't know. What do, what do you what, you you got one in your back pocket, don't you? For you. Okay, say it.
1: Well, I was gonna say you could put on some like red pants and a white shirt and put a little red hat on, and you could be a bobber. I don't know. <laughs> you got that shape. <laughs> you got that shape going for you. You can't pull off the fighter look. You can just be a you bobber. You literally
0: like we did over an hour, over an hour, and then you come at me with that crap. <laughs>
1: I wow. like the, I like the one online that you see of the guy that's dressed up as a spinner bait that's Everyone pretty-
0: likes everyone likes the round bobbers better than they like the pencil bobbers oh, right. anyways. Right. You're just a little freaking <laughs> ultralight. You're you're just like a little girl ultralight like people people want them people want the heavy action. <laughs> <laughs> Big fish. They want some <laughs> medium,
1: the <laughs> yeah. heavy action. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: I'm not heavy action. I'm I'm I'm, no, I'm medium,
1: medium, yeah, medium, medium. Heavy medium. Heavy, if,
0: you <laughs> if you're listening to this, if you were a rod, what action would, would you, you be? be?
1: There's a poll question. I'd be a 32 time. inch medium,
0: <laughs> like enough, enough backbone to tackle any fish, but uh, enough sensitivity to, to maybe crank up
1: a little panty. Right. So, I mean, it's always, if you know what? if you have any how, pictures how long,
0: you've been thinking about that yeah, all day not,
1: well i want on you i want to know if you have like pictures of your kids dressing up as like some like a fishing related thing for halloween send them to us you know yeah yeah that would be kind of cool to see or post them on facebook where we can see them absolutely so it's kind of you know you see the little kids in the bass boat the a wagon turned into a bass boat and stuff yeah, like that's that badass. so yeah i mean cool. it, i you know if they got a fishing related one how about favorite halloween candy
0: Oh, you can't, I mean, just plain old Snickers. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah you that's you just, the best there you is. You really can't go wrong with that, can you? No,
0: no. I, I'd say I'd say Snickers is the best. I'm trying to think of what's even second best. If I show up to somebody's place and they're handing out beef sticks like that. That's, uh,
1: <laughs> You're going home and getting a different costume yeah, on yeah, and coming I mean, back. Like, and like, haven't you been here like 10 times? No, no, no that was my cousin.
0: I'm two seven-year-olds <laughs> standing on each other's shoulders. <laughs> yeah yep all right i think that will be it for uh, episode 143 of the midwest angler podcast uh we appreciate all you guys uh uh joining if you've lasted this long uh congratulations uh you must not have a whole lot going on today but uh if you haven't hit the like hit the subscribe button uh leave a review if uh if you so like the show and uh um yeah we appreciate all you guys and we'll uh, catch you again next week later